Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening like, I can't tell. Is there this increased sense of chemistry on the Voice Sports podcast this week. And hey, maybe, because not only is Jack, Jake, Jack, <laughs> increased chemistry. <laughs> I should you Jack for the rest of the show. Uh, not only is Jake back on the show, Jake is back in Wisconsin. Jake is in the room. Jake is in studio. Jake is behind you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Hold on. And welcome back to the Flurry Sports Podcast. And he's not always with me, but Luke, who decided to show back up. My name's Zach Green, by the way. But Jake Osmond is here. Mr. No Days Off. Mr. No Days Off has arrived. Thanks. Thank you for gracing us with your presence. How are you? Did you listen to last week's show? Uh, I'm good. I did listen when my name was besmirched <laughs> on my own show. Uh, I should have... There's no reason why I called myself Mr. No Days Off. We talked about this before the show started last week. I was like, oh, I'm not going to be there. And then as soon as it went, I'm like, ah, oh, no days off. You get caught up in the moment. Yeah, true. Mr. Some Days Off. Some Days. Yeah, I mean, no days off to that point. But immediately thereafter, we have a day off. You know what it's about, Zach. We're role models to the people. It's not going to work too much. So, Speaking of role models, I think we're role models to Trevor. Who sat yes. in last week, Jake. That's true. Uh, how did you think he did? I just have a good idea. Okay, so maybe this will be our new thing, Jake. So we, I want you to rate Trevor's Ooh. performance, even just him as a person. Okay? <laughs> no. And I want you to rank him from... Um, oh, wrong, wrong. Okay, so rank Trevor from... I'm kind of an asshole. To... He's a good man. <laughs> that again, our ranking scale is I'm kind of an asshole to he's a good man. Yeah. Of course that's Trevor and Chris. Yes, yes. Um I think he I <laughs> it's a hard scale. I don't know how to rank hey, people on that scale yet. I think it's perfect for our show. Yeah, that's true. I think he's three quarters of the way to he's a good man. Okay. He's a fine man. He's a fine man. He's a he's a man. He's a there we go. Yeah, let's not give him too much credit yet. Yeah, a uh, first time co-hosting. Yeah, uh, I think he I think he got the show. I, I think, think for better or for worse, he went out there and hosted like he would never host again. <laughs> he put it all on the line. <laughs> you could tell he was like, "This is my moment. Yes. I'm earning it." But he did really good. Yeah, I think. See, our show is unique, and I'm not saying that in a good way. But I'm saying it in a specific way where you have to get the jokes. You kind of have to be in on the jokes. Yeah. And from him, he did a lot of reference to past 
uh, shows. Yeah. Which is good, which is what we do anyway. Yeah, that's good. Usually the references we make are to like family things that nobody else gets. Yeah. But see, he did stuff of like shared moments. Yeah. And I think that's something we could improve on. That's true. So I think we took something from him. He was good about that. He also seemed like he always had something in mind. Yes. Which is different than what yes, very much <laughs> we so. do. But that was good. He's good at this. It was very good. I listened to it. <laughs> Should he take over? Should we surrender the show? No. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that might be a good business move, but I, I'm i holding on to my seat for dear life okay. until I need another vacation. <laughs> for those listening at home, Jake and I can speak over each other. We can interrupt each other. That's you right. may have, like, you're listening like, I can't tell. Is there this increased sense of chemistry on the voice words podcast this week and hey maybe because not only is jack jake jack <laughs> increased chemistry not only is jake back on the show jake is back in wisconsin jake is in the room jake is in studio that's right jake is behind you <laughs> oh yeah no no if okay so we're in season two right so if season a if like plot a of season two the main storyline is us uh, manifesting Blake Bortles to be the starting quarterback with the Green Bay Packers. Yes. This might be like a beef storyline of like the the reuniting of us. Yeah. Like back in the same state, back That's in the true. same room. Like we're back. I think this show's back. I think if you wanted to tell the plot, listen, I was coming back to Wisconsin anyway, but if you were just following along the show, it certainly seems like I took a week off. Trevor came in, did a good job, and then I felt like I needed to really earn it, so I came back to the States. Yes. <laughs> to make up ground. Yeah, the glass shatters. Jake is coming out like stone cold. Jorts on, just, you know, <laughs> swinging his arms as much as possible. Uh, uh, yeah, he is here interrupting the show. He's taking it back. Trevor had a good run. Yeah. He had a good run. Good run. But, you know, all runs come to an end, especially, especially with us. We like short runs. Yes, that's true. <laughs> That'd be a good tagline for the show. Flurry Sports. No runs too short. Very <laughs> true. I get winded. Yeah, you that's see. true. Ooh, let's start here. Two former athletes, that word in heavy quotation marks. Okay. What was the worst conditioning drill you ever had to do for any sport you were in? Okay, so, I mean, let's see how well this translates to radio. But <laughs> I think this would be good. <laughs> Should I describe it? Yeah. Um, Okay, so football, summer, obviously, so it's going to be super hot. Uh, what we did is, I don't know there's a specific name for it, but we would go on the goal line, yeah. and going coming out of our stances, you'd have to go to the 10 back, 20 back, 30 back, 40 back, yeah. thereafter. On our football practice field, which is cement, <laughs> and I got shin splints from it, yeah. And we did that over and over and over. And if anyone moved, false start or anything, yeah. we kept going. I think somebody left like a sock out in the locker room. They're punishing us. Yeah. We did that for over an hour. Yeah. Just, it was a nightmare. <sighs> that one's bad. I think what I'm getting at, because what I'm trying to connect with, I feel like our audience has just all gone in their own minds to their own yes. conditioning things. Because I think, I agree with you that I think the sustained run stuff wasn't as bad as like the quick sprint, mm -hmm. like weird ones. Like uh, there was one they had us do where you had to like 
run around like you went from corner to corner of the football field, like the perimeter. Right. Steelers, I think they were called. Yeah. Yeah. But eventually you were just doing laps. But that didn't feel as bad. That was probably more running. But the one that you're describing was definitely worse because I think there was the mental component of the anger that welled up inside you yes. when someone jumped off sides. It's so stupid. Like, it's, can we just, like, off them? Like, can they just be <laughs> off the team? I don't care. Like, they're jumping. Like, we're saying we're all screaming at you because you're the dumb one. We're yep. going on two. Yep. Do not jump. Set. Hut. And then you fall on your face. Like, yeah. uh Yeah. I don't care if you go on set. You know, that was the thing that always got me. You can be late. It's a conditioning drill. Right, yeah. Be the last. Hey, you're going to outrun me regardless, buddy. <laughs> like, you will not be the last one down the field. Take your time. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We, it's a symbiotic relationship. I, You will beat me down the field. I'll do the counting. Yeah. yeah. I'll let you know when to go. You run when I run. Yeah. I would think that or in track and field we did stairs, but we did them like through the pool of our high school. So we went like, yeah, up the staircase of the pool, and it comes out back in between the two locker rooms. Oh. Yeah, into that hallway, which I only found out that's where it came out because of those stair drills. Yeah, I guess I didn't know that. Yeah, but so what gets you is, one, you're running upstairs and downstairs, not fun. Two, it's a little moist because you're in a pool room. So if you're uncoordinated like me, you're like confined in a space. Things are happening. And the room is very hot because, again, you're in a pool. Yes, Yes, human. So it just sucked. So I feel like now we're going to do this. If you could construct a conditioning drill for a sport of your choice, what would the conditioning drill be? Am I trying to torture said kids, athletes? I think you're trying to disguise running in a more torturous form. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because otherwise they would just have every kid run a quarter mile at the end of every practice. You know. Sure. I think, and this is, goes back to a prank we used to do to people. <laughs> so what we would do to the people we didn't like or we wanted to prank them, we would lift their car and carry it to someplace else. Yes. Now. <laughs> that's I, that's <laughs> conditioning. That, that is the conditioning drill, but we got to do it to other people. Maybe uh, just regular, not pedestrians, that would be the opposite of car. Peasants. Pez- peasants. Uh, civilians, I think is the word I was thinking of. Oh. Like, just people, like, take the neighbor's car and lift it down the road. Like, we're just going to be picking up cars. We're going to be pushing cars. If they're unlocked, we can put it into neutral. Let's be resourceful. Mm-hmm. Let's not be stupid. But yeah. I think we need to be moving all the cars someplace else. I'm not sure yeah. where. Maybe push it up. This is going to be very specific audience here, but push it up Mount Hill. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> else knows where that is. Mount Everest, same thing. Basically. Same yeah. thing. Except for Mount Hill is like redundant. It's the same word twice. I'm not sure why we did that. It's fun. It is fun. There's a castle on top. Yeah. Uh, what about you? Do you have an idea? Um, I just thought of this. I'm going specifically to curling. Because okay. I wonder what curling conditioning looks like. <laughs> and a brush is sweeping. <laughs> yes, yes. But my brain goes to like, if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball type okay. scenario. So it's like, how do we make sure that they can sweep with a broom? Easy. You make them sweep without a broom. So I'm imagining that, like, the conditioning yes. is, like, they have to do, like, ten stone throws, but they have to, like, sweep with their hands in front of the rock. <laughs> that, would be, that would be very funny, actually. So maybe they get a rag. So they're, like, swiffering right in front of the stone, and it's, like, teaching them quick hands. The ice is cold. They got to get their hands out of the way before the stone gets there. I think any conditioning drill that you've ever done and just add ice to it. 
I think that is basically the same type of thing. It just is dangerous. That's true. Or let's do like an Oklahoma drill, but it's on Ooh. ice. So, you know, laying on your back, helmet to helmet, get up, try not to fall. <laughs> yeah. And then you're trying to hit the other person. Yeah. My, That's perfect. My brain just went to Oklahoma on ice, and then I'm like, is that a musical, <laughs> it's a musical number on ice? Uh, not, not the audience in the room for that. I know there's a song I must know from Oklahoma. Don't know what it is. Oh, what a beautiful morning. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. I'm on board. Let's do that, too. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're conditioning. Yeah. A bunch of really tired high school dudes. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, on time. On time. One, top five, six, seven. <laughs> That'd be good. Well, this is a good start to the show. This is a great start. This is not the way we usually start, but I think it's good. How do we usually start? We usually start with polls, Jake. And we do have a couple polls. And then there's some that I talked about that we would do, and I ignored it. I didn't put the polls up because, hey, it's free content for us. But we will get back to that later. I will say, though, Jake, the first poll of episode 51 last week is Captain America's serum, also the cure for racism. <laughs> because he is not racist, as we all know. But coming yeah. from, you know, 50s or whatever it was, America, yeah, uh, you would think he'd be a little racist. And he wasn't. <laughs> And that's what we were talking about. We thought that would be funny if he just... Oh, damn it, it was a choice. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the people. You're yeah. telling me it wasn't a byproduct of the times. Yeah, okay, okay, sure, sure, sure. But uh, 64% of the people says, sure, it is the serum. <laughs> yes, but sure. <laughs> they gave it to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey. Uh, I, just did, I didn't want them to fully commit because I was pushing them in that direction. Yeah. But the other one... When you find out that a grown adult has a TikTok, do you instantly have less respect for them? Ooh, I would say, I think it, I'm going to actually lean towards no. It depends on what their TikTok's about. Okay, explain. Like some TikTok trends, like imagine someone has a TikTok all dedicated to teaching people how to cook. Okay. Or like if someone's just doing like, here's my meal for the day, not as cool. But if it's like cool, insightful TikToks, yeah. Like, what? I don't have less respect for Dwayne The Rock Johnson because he has a TikTok. Okay. What if there was a couple? And <laughs> you don't know where I'm going with this. Okay. What if there's a couple? Maybe they look alike. <laughs> uh, and they're, they're on TikTok to stop bullying. They're there to uh, fight bullies, essentially. Okay. Bully the bully. So far, you bully the bully. So far, I'm with you. Okay. Do you have less respect for that a uh, couple. couple oh, cards, I would say. I'm really? not sure if they're... Uh, I don't know what... I don't know how to define them, but... Yeah. Uh, in this hypothetical, no, I wouldn't lose any respect. Seems like they have a good cause. A really clear mission. Yes. Yes. They definitely do. And they are still not back. I check every week. Uh, hey, Outlaws. <laughs> hey, Outlaws. Mrs. Outlaw, come back. The Outlaws I, are waiting. We're waiting. I need you on the show. Okay. But oh, anyway, uh, 67% of the people said yes. That's fair. They immediately have less respect. Yeah. Which, yeah. fair. Yeah. When I think of TikTok, I still think of the stupid dances. But yes. really, there's people like the outlaw couple on there. <laughs> Trying to help the world. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. There's a lot of possibilities, Jake. That's true. And Jake, that brings us... Last week, okay, so last week Trevor did 60 seconds of soccer talk, and he did his best auctioneer impression. I'm not sure if he has a long a bloodline of auctioneers in his family, but he rattled through a full season of soccer in 50 seconds, and he told me specifically 
you do not get those extra 10 seconds. He's saving <laughs> them for next time. Okay. Next time. He's shooting a shot, Jake. Yeah, he is. That's true. So, <laughs> so we're going back to 60 seconds of baseball talk this week. And I found another baseball song. And this one made me very happy. I didn't know it existed. And I only listened to 20 seconds of it because that's all I cut out of it. Okay. So I want to know how quickly you know what this song is. Take me out to the ball game. Okay, Jake, so 60 seconds are on the clock. Remember, you don't get the extra 10 seconds from Trevor. Okay. Apologies. Take it up with him. Trevor, I'm going to take 10 seconds off your life. <laughs> God. That was a, okay. Hey, Jake's back. Yeah, I'm back. I don't even know what that means. I, <laughs> I think you do. I'm going to find him 10 seconds before he dies and yeah. do it then. Yeah. You know what I mean. Or scare you so bad, you lose 10 seconds. Maybe. Maybe. Or maybe. There's lots of ways we can do it. That's, right. that's a different show. That's a future <laughs> show we can come up with. Future show. Top, top 10 ways to take 10 seconds off Trevor's life. Yeah, that's true. Sounds like a good S- segment. Send your ideas into Flurry Sports on Twitter. <laughs> yes. At Flurry Sports Pod, let us, let us know. Yeah. Let's get creative. Uh, but first, Jake, you have 60 seconds to talk about baseball starting right now. All right. So first of all, Zach, Midwest surging. The Brewers and the Cubs both leading that division, doing very well. The Brewers, a lot of controversy this year because they got a lot of players kind of signed up who are banged up for the most part. Yelich, very good. Very hurt all the time. A bad combo. But still, they're doing very good. I wouldn't be surprised if one of those two walks away with the crown, even though the Cardinals look very good in that division as well. Uh, The Braves pitching looks intense. They are my pick to win the World Series this week oh. uh, <laughs> because even though they're only second in that division, they're behind the Mets. So it barely counts. Barely second. Uh, and then finally, pitching controversy. Baseball is looking into substances such as tar and how it is helping pitchers cheat, which has always kind of been a rule. Um, but recently, pitchers have found new ways to like mix substances. And even though like sun lotion and like pine tar or rosin things like that are maybe not allowed mixing them together not necessarily prohibited yet wow exactly one minute see what happens when i'm looking at the timer (laughs) over your shoulder weird weird. uh so okay yeah i knew like the tar thing because it helps in gripping put a different spin on it and stuff so they're trying to get rid of it fully maybe yes so first of all if anyone wants to learn more about this john boy media on youtube really good video just came out he talking about this but trevor bauer's kind of been the star of this uh it's wild but when you look at it trevor bauer for years he won the cy young last year really good pitcher um for years he was talking online about how um some of these banned substances give you way extra spin on the ball so that's like what the whole thing is. It doesn't make it faster or anything, but you can make it rotate way more, Mm -hmm. make it way harder to hit. Online, he was saying things for years like, hey, you've banned this substance and this substance, like rosin and um, like uh, sun lotion, um, but on the ball, but there's nothing against like mixing them together. So the like players can use like rosin to like loosen up their hands and they can use sun lotion obviously for like burns mm-hmm. but when you mix those things together they make a substance that's like almost stickier than pine tar so there's nothing currently stopping pitchers from like 
they've got a little bit of something, something. It's like the worst kept secret. Like everyone kind of does it. There's like things on different players' arms. So all of a sudden you'll see a player like rub one arm, then rub the other, then touch the ball. And so they've just mixed stuff. So like, and umpires have checked. They just got, uh, what brought to the forefront is a guy from Cincinnati, um, got inspected recently. Always the Reds. Always. (laughs) So, um, Basically, though, all baseball has said is that they're basically giving players the year. And that's isn't it so dumb. So they basically were like, do it. Uh, or like, don't cheat against the rules we've made. But as far as this goes, they like don't know how to police it. Right. So they're basically just like, it's the Wild West. Trevor Bauer is like the one they're cracking down hardest on because he was the one calling it out. But it's kind of weird because for years he was like, this is a thing. Like, if you do this, this is what happens, all this stuff. No one did anything. No one cared. So he's like, cool, I'm going to do it if you're going to allow it anyway. And then he won the Cy Young. So now they're, like, really, like, inspecting him for cheating and things. And he's currently, like, being looked at for a suspension. So it's really weird. But, yeah, baseball is basically being, like, we're going to look at, like, what to do and how they're, – what they're saying is we don't know how many people are using it sure. or doing it. So they're like, how do we do that? Because to be fair – when it's that type of thing, it's like you would basically have to watch for what players do, which they could do. They would just have to be more strict on it right now. Right. Like, cause they're like, Oh, what are we going to do? Watch a player every time he rubs his arms. Yeah. Yes. That's <laughs> basically what you would have to do since those substances aren't like banned themselves, but it's a really weird gray area. Yeah. And it's like really unfair for hitters. Right. I almost wonder if, like you're saying, it's two, like, normal things that aren't yeah. banned and then you, like, yeah. mix it together. Um, I almost wonder if, like, other sports are doing it. Like, if there's <laughs> NFL, you know, put, like, yeah. instead of stick them, they're using that now. Um, I would be shocked if, like, they weren't. I would think so. And, like, there's some hitters who have come out and said, like, there's a lot of players who are petitioning that they allow it. Like, there's some people who are, like, as long as it's that stuff, like, go for it. It makes it a little tougher and, like, they pitch a little better. But, like... We can still hit them right, and, like, yeah. do things as long as it's an even playing field and our pitchers can do it, too. So, I, like, wonder if it's that type of thing. Football, yeah, I would think that, like, receivers <laughs> would use stuff like that. Mm. Um, football, with the sidelines and things, there's got to be stuff like that going so much. on. Yeah. Well, even there isn't, like, there you can't put stuff on your gloves. But I don't yeah. believe there's any regulation of what your gloves are made out of. Yes. So, like... I mean, yeah. their gloves in general already are so damn yeah. sticky. It doesn't matter. You know the people they never look at? Check the long snapper's gloves. He's got to yeah. be. <laughs> Especially the ones on the Bengals. Oh, yes. Check, check them first. Because that's the whole thing is like it doesn't like turn your hands in the glue, but it basically makes your fingers stay on to the last possible second. Yeah. So I think that that's exactly what a long snapper wants too. True. And there are – I know there's some gloves that – like, they're dry, and they're completely, like, slippery. They're fine. Yeah. As soon as they get wet, they're, like, stick them. And that's what yeah. NFL players use, believe True. it or not. Or, you know, <laughs> maybe Ezekiel Elliott should check it out. Could we get rid of his fumbling problem? They don't have him in Dallas. They don't have him in Texas. Yeah. It hasn't made it down there yet? No, not yet. It's it's a long ways. <laughs> it, is, it is a long way. It's getting there. They could just made it to Kansas City. We don't need your damn stick them. <laughs> that was his best Jerry Jones impression, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> or Ezekiel Elliott, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Anyone in Texas. Pick anyone on my team. That's my impression of them. Mark Cuban. Luka Doncic. <laughs> <laughs> we, do, 
We don't need a damn game six. We want him in seven. <laughs> damn Kawhi. <laughs> damn, damn Kawhi. Do you think, okay, that this is spanning in the NBA talk, and I know we've jumped all over already. This is our show. Yeah, yeah. Hey, um, we're back. Who do you think should be more annoyed with the rest of their team, Luca or Kawhi? I, if I'm Luca, I'm so annoyed with Chris Apps uh, Porzingis, especially. Yes. He yeah, yeah. sucks. He yeah. is no good. But, like, Kawhi, especially before this year, with, like, Paul George, you know, he's a superstar. Like, I want to play with Paul. I want to play with Paul. He comes in. Yeah. Like, hey, we're dominating our regular season. Like, let's go. Let's get this first playoff series. And then Kawhi looks at him like, what the fuck happened, bro? <laughs> like, he's terrible at the playoffs. But now, Paul George is playing well. But then he has Rondo get him dirty looks for taking the last <laughs> shot instead of, you know, passing it to Rondo to shoot it. Yeah. So I'd be pissed. Yes. And, like, I would think so, too, because even though there's issues with those guys, like, sometimes they help out. We talked off air mm-hmm. about, like, Patrick Beverly and what's <laughs> left of his legs. Yeah. But still, like, when he was healthy... I help to the team. Mm-hmm. Big Patrick Beverly fan. With Luca, like besides, <laughs> besides Persingas, um, but besides Persingas, Boban, <laughs> Boban, um, Tim Hardaway Jr. He, who sucks. He's very much like he's gonna shoot it every time he touches the ball, yeah. but he can't hit anything. Oh, what's the? They have like a tall center who looks like every <laughs> NBA build my player. Uh, Are you talking about Boban? No, 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 no. Um, not that tall. Like, super athletic, on the Mavs, power forward center type. Not Maxi Kleber or Dwight Powell? It's Powell. Okay. Powell. Powell looks like every <laughs> starting, like, oh, let me just build yeah. my character. Yeah. There's Powell. He's okay. Yeah, he's fine. He's like your player at the start of the, my career. Yeah, right, right, right. He's he's building from there. He'll get a shot someday. Someday. Right now he's athletic. We yeah. used all the attribute points on that. That's right. He can dunk. Yes, he stays in front of his guy on defense. Yeah. That's where all his points went. We're building from there. Yeah, that, that is very true. But yeah, I would agree that Luca has more to be upset about. Because I yeah. after this series, it's like clear to me like he could win it. Like, if he had, like, anyone else around him, he could win that for sure. Anybody. Like, they traded also, I think it was a trade, for Josh Richardson, who was pretty good during the year. Yeah. And he ended up playing, I think, like, single digits the last few games. Because yes. he's horrible. Yeah. But I don't get it. Like, what's Mark doing? Mark Cuban, obviously. <laughs> he's got too much time on Shark Tank. Jesus. <laughs> Someone go out there and pitch him a good team, Jake. Every ounce of energy, he's on the sideline thinking about someone yeah. who just pitched him a, to- a toaster that also does your taxes. He's like, oh, jeez, what a good idea. Should have invested. How can I rip them off? Also, if anyone ever makes that, I want rights to that because I came up with the taxter. Yeah, we got the IP. Toast As of, uh, June 6, 2021. Yeah. We're coming for you if you try to make it any time after this. Yes. You heard it here first. That's right. Our lawyers will be in touch with your lawyers. <laughs> yes, that is right. Skipping back really quick, I have a serious question as well about Ooh. baseball, which is not coming from me very often. Great. So let's... It's a big moment. Yeah, let's remember this moment. And I asked Trevor this question, not last show, but oh. he wrote an article about it. Okay. Because I am... Okay, so if, if you had to say that what is the biggest thing that could happen in like a normal baseball game in terms of notoriety, in terms of achievement, 
Like, what's a, the biggest individual accomplishment? This isn't my question, but I'm just asking. Um, I would for sure say the answer is perfect game. That's like the pitching perspective. Right. That, so no one walked, no one, you know, hit, no errors. It's just a perfect game all the way through. I would say that that's by far the biggest achievement hitting-wise, hitting the cycle. Um, but that's far more common than a perfect game. Right. Perfect. So the perfect game, the no-hitter, whatever. Yeah. Um, big deal. And I asked him, and he wrote a question about it, but I'm asking you, is a no-hitter bad for baseball? Ooh, elaborate. So there's obviously a bunch of different yes, ways you can yeah, go yeah, with yeah. it. But in terms of what I was thinking, because baseball's audience is dying by the day, yeah. like literally, because they are yeah. all in retirement homes. So in terms of like <laughs> marketing, getting new fans and stuff like yeah. that, which I struggle with already, obviously the most exciting thing in baseball would be the, the hey, grand man. slam, it would be home runs, it would be yeah. all that. And you're marketing this a massive individual performance, which it is, but you're marketing it as this big thing, and it was the most boring game you've yeah. ever seen because nothing happened. Um, I will say, I I think the short answer is no, but I would say that almost no hitters and almost perfect games okay. are the worst things in the whole world, and that happens all the time. The Brewers like had two in the last two weeks. So now not only do you have a game where no one hits, sure. but then it's ruined. You don't <laughs> even have a perfect game. Then when you think about it, like baseball has all these superstitions. So they showed the poor Brewers pitcher. He goes through like eight and a third innings perfectly, hasn't let anyone on at all. His teammates have abandoned him. They're not saying anything to him in the dugout because they don't want to mess up his mojo. So now he's been lonely for three innings and he gives up a hit. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it. So it's like one of those things and he ended up giving up a run. So it's one of those things where, like, that is so crushing for, like, a fan because it's like, well, they're not any hits, but, like, and we've talked about this before. I think the appeal of a no-hitter perfect game is that it's almost random. Right. Sure. So it feels like you've just watched some natural disaster occur of, like, I just happened to watch this thing, mm-hmm. and it's a moment in history. So I think that's super cool. But they're so sporadic, to your point, of, like, you can't market them. Because just because someone's thrown yeah. a perfect game, like, part of the appeal is they may never throw it again. Like, it's more luck almost than talent. Yeah. Well, even just past that, like, if you think about, uh, let's say, basketball, yeah. Kobe's 81-point game. Yeah. Throw that on, you know, ESPN every other week, people will watch. Yeah. You talk about Patrick Mahomes or Nick Foles throwing eight touchdowns or whatever. Yeah. Like, that's weird. That's random. Like yes. Nick Foles doing that. People watch that. How many people are going to sit down and be like, okay, perfect game. I'm going to go back and watch. And I think there are definitely a lot. Yeah. But I think not less. Ca- not yeah. a casual viewer. No. I think its biggest appeal would be to people who aren't as a time. Like tons of people would be like, it's the seventh inning. This dude is still not right. throwing it. So it's got that level of appeal of like, ooh, I'm going to turn this on. And that's, to be honest, like one of the only reasons I would turn on a game of teams I don't care about. Mm-hmm. Be like, oh, I'm going to watch this dude try and get a no-hitter. So, like, that appeal. But, yeah, the rewatchability, it's so long. And yeah. 
I don't know, that standard has shifted so much. Like, for example, and I know this is like the be-all, end-all, but a pretty commonly accepted great game, and like the MLB Network made it like the number one game of all time. That doesn't really mean anything, but really well-accepted game is World Series Game 7 of the Braves and the Twins, and it was a pitching duel. It went 10 innings scoreless, and it was basically, with a few scares here and there, it was basically 10 shutout innings by both starting pitchers, uh, with like up and down, so like almost no hits, and so that's considered. And one pitcher closed down, and one pitcher stayed in too long, and they got a home run off of them. So it's one of those things where like that's considered like the best game of all time, or one of the best games. And yeah. now that's would seem like if that happened in the middle of the year, that's a boring. You know, right, yeah. it's a cool thing to talk about because it's like look how good these pitchers are. But in terms of watching, it's like Ugh, not as much. Um, I would say baseball's biggest problem is it's just too damn long. In every way, like games and seasons. I'm in season, but games too. I would think, though, if you made it more of an event and there were less games in the season, I think people could tolerate longer For sure. Well, to your point, like, it's 162 games. So if you miss 50, it does not matter. And if someone loses a game, it does not matter. To be totally honest, if you miss 115, like, <laughs> yeah. as long as – I will say, and this is a controversial opinion, as a baseball fan, I will stand by the fact – I think baseball playoffs are the most fun okay. to watch out of the playoffs. But I think that's because it's so hard to predict, like, who wins series. Sure. And, like, because just so much can go wrong and guys can get hot and, like – Maybe a team, it's like, oh, that team's going to win. But it doesn't necessarily mean that team is the best team. It just means that's the hottest team. Mm -hmm. So it's like they're hitting really well. They're probably going to win the game. So that stuff is super interesting. But it's because the stakes are higher. So I feel like if they just made the games less, those perfect games would still happen. Yeah. You know, it's not like the percentage would go down or stuff. But, yeah, because otherwise home runs are good. But the thing with baseball is – you can't market it as well because even the best hitters, it's not like like the Mike Trout's of the world. I can't be like, come tomorrow, Mike Trout's definitely going to hit a home run. <laughs> like, there's no guarantees. So I think shortening the season is your only way of like, you really market it better. It's easier for fans to trust. Like, if this guy's hot right now, he'll probably be hot the next game and go from there. Because like the NBA can do that where they're like, come watch Luca. He's on fire, yeah. you know, and he will be when you come play too. Yeah. Baseball, it's like, we hope <laughs> that this guy is as well, We good. hope it doesn't rain. <laughs> yes, right. We hope <laughs> that too. We hope it doesn't rain. We hope this guy is as good yeah. when you come. And it's because the season's long and they get streaky and things like that. Um, and I don't know. That's a weird – I think baseball's biggest thing is the draw. Um, I think it'll be a weird thing because they're definitely – We've said this before. Part of their market is for people who don't have anything to do besides turn on a baseball game. Right. So how do you pitch that? I definitely think if they shortened it and they just need to hold on to the time of year where no other sports are on. And exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's their money. That's their money. <laughs> yes. Because like people are going to watch them anyway. ESPN and all of those networks, us, we have to cover them. Right. Because they're the only thing on. So if you just make that must watch, like it's crunch time before the playoffs, which it basically is, mm-hmm. that should be like where your money is, you know? Do you think that would extend like the star players' careers too? Or do you think it would make it worse? Um, I think it would. I don't know how it could make it worse. I think 
Um, Let me tell you how it could. Like, just yeah, not like just because it's a shorter time. Because obviously, you oh, know yeah, about yeah, baseball. Yeah. Uh, people get cold and they can get hot. Yeah. If it's shorter, then maybe they start slow or whatever, and they have less time to prove that they're still good, and then yeah. they get cut. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think it would depend on how much shorter it is because, like. <laughs> When we're just talking about hitting, for example, like the best hitters, maybe they average 400. Like a 400 season is remarkable. And right. even that is like hitting less than half of the time you're <laughs> yeah. up. And that's just the way baseball is. So like for that, and that's still remarkable and that's good to watch. But for those guys, like I think they're the best, quote unquote. I'm doing quotes on the radio show. But um, they heard. Yeah, they heard. They could feel it. Um, my audience is with me. They took a week off too, but they're yeah. back. Uh, thank God. Thank God. Um, but uh, part of that is I think they're the best because they're the most consistent. You can like bet on them to do the things that they're known for. So even in a shorter season, I just think there would be different stars. I think, yeah. you know, um, I think, of course, the reason why I would be hesitant that this ever happens is baseball players get the most money out of the athletes, you know, on average. Mm -hmm. And so if you were going to do a shorter season, you would have to get all of them to agree to make less money, probably. Not necessarily. Like, they, yeah. it would suck for them, but yeah. they, don't, they don't have any power at that point. Yeah. It's just they would get less money. Right, because the salary cap. Oh, they don't have a salary cap. Yeah, but the baseball yeah. players union is super powerful. That's part of the reason why they. That's why it would like never happen. But if they were like willing to do that, because the sad but honest truth is, I don't know how much baseball players care about how many people watch their games. Well, yeah, they don't care. Right, so that's the whole thing of like I think baseball is in a hard position because they almost have to convince the players to do anything. So, mm -hmm. but also I think you can make the argument, maybe that's not true because maybe the players would be like, this would be better for your health. Maybe. You know, and I'm not saying, you know, it's 165 games, cut it to 80. Right. You know, I, I've even pitched like hundred and yes. it's like, okay, that's a long season. That's 62 games gone. What would start in June? Start in June, yeah. you know, why yeah. are we starting in the winter? Like get more time at home, you know, start then, um, make it a summer thing. You know, and go from there. Because also, I don't know, or maybe start a little sooner because I go both ways. Because on one hand, it's weird to me that like April's ending and they're like, baseball's back. And I'm like, what? It's April. <laughs> right, and yeah. two, um, it's a little weird to me. Even I love, I love the World Series and playoffs baseball. That's weird to me that that's happening in November. Yeah. To your point, I mean, they were competing with football at that point. Yeah. Obviously, World Series rankings are, or ratings are pretty good. Yeah. But it's still not comparable. So, I don't know. So, maybe – so, if you were, like, <laughs> Zach Bruner's in charge of baseball and you're not allowed to get rid of the sport. Okay. Um, would you would you rather move the season up so that the World Series happens, like, in that dead zone when there's nothing else on? Or do you move it later so that it starts in more of a summery time and it gives them longer of that offseason there? Like, what's the more sensical thing for baseball? I mean, I would I would like it if the World Series – I wouldn't like it. I think it would be better <laughs> if the World Series was in, like, September. Yes, I would think so too. But I also think they shouldn't, like, move it back. I don't want them to be starting, like, March or, yeah. you know, February because that's yeah. stupid too. It needs to be shortened. But then yeah. I think, yeah, September is fine because 
NFL is just getting started or whatever. NBA yeah. is not going on. NHL is not going on. Yeah. Like, they're literally competing with every single league right now. Yes. And it's, that's stupid. They should at least move it up enough that they don't have to compete with NBA and NHL. There's right. no reason for them to on the back end. Um, and they wouldn't lose anything. Like, if anything, they just don't have to play when it's as cold. Right. On either side. And in a sport that's so weather-dependent. No kidding. <laughs> hey, maybe we can get back to the whole football and baseball field hybrid. Maybe they can just play on the NFL stadiums when the season's not going on. Yeah. And that would be their season. That'd be perfect. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Take it. I will say, I heard someone make this case once, and I agree with it, like, very much so. I think too much of the time they try and figure out how do we get other sports fans interested in baseball. Mm-hmm. And I think they just need to focus on how do we get more – young people when they're starting to get interested in sports, interested in baseball. Yeah. Because even if they made <laughs> – I think you made a good point. If they made the season shorter, if they moved it up, if the in, if the games were six innings, you probably still wouldn't watch. I wouldn't, but, yeah, to your point, I never yeah. liked it. Right. So, I'm like, some of the hardcore sports fans have decided that they don't like baseball. Mm-hmm. And for good reason. So, it's like, stop trying to make it a different game. Just make it a yeah. more marketable – more fun game for people so that they get into it when they're younger and they'll stick with it, you know? So. Yeah. And again, voice of the people, I brought this up before, <laughs> I think steroids need to be mandatory in baseball. Yeah. Just because I think the ball needs to be juiced. I think we need to be hitting home runs every other pitch. I think audience should fear for their life that a baseball is going to be screaming right down their nose line. Yeah. To circle back, they need, yeah, grease on the balls Everything screaming. Vaseline the balls, yeah. <laughs> Vaseline the balls. Pitcher doesn't know where it's going. Watch out. Yeah. Kid in the front row. Yeah. Um, That's how you combat the tar yeah. thing. You grease it. Steroids in general, like, okay, I got to be careful because I'm not a doctor on this. I don't want people to take too much steroids. There should be, like, someone <laughs> monitoring. And how, you're not a doctor? And I'm not a doctor. Okay, okay, continue. I'm a master. I got my... <laughs> Jake is a master, everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Boom. I'm here now. You're, you're listening to a, it's weird to say, not not a bachelor's degree, not a doctor, but a, a master. A master. And oh. he doesn't want people to take too many steroids. Yes. Continue. But <laughs> I do think just let everyone take steroids. As long as it's an even playing field and, like, you can monitor how much they're taking. Like, everyone hits more. Your body functions more properly. Like, I think it could be good. Then again, they'll probably, the argument would probably be some people would still take more. That's what I'm looking for. I think, <laughs> I think we figured it out. Uh, but I mean, I don't know. You hear like pitchers and pitching fans all the time be like, people are hitting too many home runs now. No way. Yeah, That's no. not true. And even if they are, people always say this, like it's a bad thing. More home runs and more strikeouts. They always like pair those two together. Like, sure, people are hitting more home runs, but they're also striking out more. Sure, that's good too. Yeah, like strikeouts are more exciting than ground outs. <laughs> Don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, and I get it that like eventually what we'll do is create a market for doubles, and I'm okay with that Hold too. That'd yeah, be that'd be fun. fun. I haven't seen a single in a while. You know, yeah. so <laughs> that'd be cool too. But baseball, call us up if you need any advice. Hey. I'm sure they're listening. Yeah, if you need some people on your strategy board, you're looking at, you're listening to two. Maybe you're looking at two. Yeah, that's know. right. Look behind you. Jake's there. <laughs> Here I am. Flurry Sports, your favorite sports writer's favorite sports show. That's right. And, and that, ladies and gentlemen, 
was 60 seconds of baseball talk. <laughs> Thanks for sticking with us. Trevor's going to be living. We use Trevor's 10 seconds if, yeah. if you thought that went long. <laughs> Uh, I will say, though, this is a callback to last week's show. Big props. I was laughing so hard when I heard this. Me, dragged through the mud, dunked on a couple times. My girlfriend, huge props. Big props for Brie on the show. It was like Nothing Brie, against her. Yeah, that, Brie, glad you're listening. You seem lovely. Nice to meet you. Jake, never come back. <laughs> Sorry. Kidding. Yeah. It's the way the show goes. Yes. It's the way it goes. Uh, speaking of last week's show, we have a little bit of stuff to clear up, and that's that should take us to the end of the show. I talked about how, or we talked about the NFL Hunger Games, and we we, we were going to be putting up polls for you to decide to narrow it down to two people for Jake. However, I figured, why plan a show when there's a show built in right there? That's right. I did not know we would be talking about baseball for 30 minutes. Well, I give the people what they were promised when we can take it away. <laughs> Instead, hey, and give it back to them, to hey, the people. That's the tagline of the Flurry Sports. There's a lot of taglines here. Yeah, I think they're all accurate. But Jake, you listened a little bit, yes. and you heard about our Hunger Games representatives. And if you weren't listening last week, I'll go over that. So we broke it down into divisions. So representing the AFC North was Joe Burrow. And I'll give a little bit of background on each. This election. Joe Burrow was my favorite pick. Yeah, don't you agree that Bengals would just want to be included? They want to yeah. throw their gold to Boya just so they're represented. Yeah. And they're, they throw him to the Wolves already anyways. They don't block for him, so yeah. they might as well. What yeah. do you think about him? Um, I think he's scrappy, and I also – I think people forget, like, he's, like, real yeehaw. Yeah. Like, I think yeah. he's ready to throw down. He obviously doesn't care about his own well-being. Yeah. He's psychotic enough to think the Bengals have a chance. So right, hey. I, I think, yes. I don't foresee him going super far in this, but I think he was a really good pick from the AFC North. Unless James Harrison comes back out of retirement just to murder everyone. That, yeah. Yeah, he would be in no matter what. Like, yeah. I'd be afraid to say anyone. The only other one that was a sticking point for me was uh, Watt for Pittsburgh. Yeah. I, I, like but I agree. Joe Burrow's got a... A meaner streak. I My think. vote initially was Miles Garrett, but Trevor convinced yeah. me that, yeah, Bengals would for sure volunteer Joe Burrow for this. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. So in the AFC South, we have a just bully of a human in Quentin Nelson. Like, he's there to yeah. steal everyone's lunch money in yeah. the Hunger Games. How do you think he would fare? Really well. Yeah. Um, he's going to get taken out by, like, <laughs> some, like poison in the water or something yeah but uh what's the dysentery the thing that gets everyone in the oregon trail oh, game yeah <laughs> like quentin nelson's gonna murder almost everyone else with his bare hands and then <laughs> die of dysentery or something but um like nature's gonna take him out he might right. be taller than most of the trees around and lightning might get him but um <laughs> yeah. He's really good. Also, the mean streak of having to play for his team for as long as he has mm -hmm. is just going to let him rip people in half. Yeah, for sure. He does not care about anybody else around him. Yeah. If uh, the East was an obvious one, and this is what I fought for, Jake. This, this is year. so funny. Uh, Jake Kumaro. I mean, like I said, he looks like Jesus, and he has ties to the mafia. 
Yeah. Is there a better combination of someone to include? Uh, no, and especially since also you know he's the one who's gonna like come in like in full camo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, like the gear the snipers wear, the gully suit. He's gonna come in <laughs> in that. It'll For be sure. in the desert or something, and he'll still be in a gully suit. For sure, and you know how people can send in like gifts and stuff. Yes, they're. The mafia is going to be sending in so much stuff. They don't even know how they got they all sent these things. They ice pick. That doesn't <laughs> seem as helpful as some of the things they could have sent. That's right. AFC West. And this one might be confusing to you because there's two people. <laughs> uh, Kenny and Drake and Josh Jacobs. And it's because each team was asked, you know, you got to volunteer one person. we got to get one person. John Gruden's going to be like, hey, we got two guys that can do the job. <laughs> like, yes, is it is it cheating? Yes, yeah, but it's also the Raiders. Like they cheat sure. all the time. Yeah, and John Gruden doesn't know what the hell is going on, so he's going to be sending two people in. The only pitch I wanted to make in this was that they would try and convince you that it's just one person. Okay, It'd be yeah. like, can can you Drake lead someone into a cave, and then they're obviously murked by Josh Jacobs. And yeah. It's like, oh no, it was just Kenyon Drake, and like <laughs> the big reveal later is that it's two guys in the trench coat. Oh no, <laughs> very tall Kenyon Drake is in. <laughs> <laughs> the Hunger Games. Very tall but less balanced Kenny Drake is here. When did his shoulders get so big? Whoa, your lower body is looking much larger than your top half. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, so I think, uh, yeah, I think they would do fairly well since mm-hmm. there's two of them. I think eventually they would turn on each other, yeah. as all Raiders do. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Going to the NFC, NFC North, we have Penny Sewell, uh, first round offensive lineman from the Lions. You know, he's probably learned something from Dan Campbell already who wants to bite off everybody's kneecaps. Uh, so, and in his biker helmet. In his, that's so stupid. But also, Penny Sewell from Hawaii, so maybe he's comfortable in the jungle. Maybe he's at his home. Maybe he's going to be, you know, laying people. Who knows? He's going to befriend them, form it There's lions. a lot of stereotypes happening. Are any of them false? <laughs> I would not know. Not a Hawaii guy. My shirt says otherwise. <laughs> yeah. Jake's in a Hawaii shirt right now. So I think he, we know who he's here for. Yeah. Huge Venezuela fan. That's right. Uh, NFC South, possibly the scariest guy in this whole thing is Devin White. Uh, he is built like a brick shit house, yeah. and he's faster than everybody, and I don't get it. Yeah, there's someone lower on the list who I would argue is a little scarier. Okay, okay. One of them. I'll let you guess who. When I we hope get that's to what I'm thinking of. But yeah. I, I don't think it might be. But, <laughs> okay. Um, but Devin White is a really good pick. I think that, like, he – I think he might win. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's one of those <laughs> – the one thing that would get him, I think – he's, like, the one on this list. I, look, I don't think he'd make any alliances. No. I think he's in there to see how many people he can kill. Yeah. Yeah, he would refuse alliances. He would yeah. not understand the concept. Yes. Yeah. He's Speaking of refusing, or the opposite of that, I think somebody who's going to have a really easy time making alliances is our next guy. And the person Jake was alluding to being scarier than Devin That's White. That's not true. <laughs> uh, right, Fitzpatrick from the NFC East. Uh, he's, he's been having fun. In yeah, OTAs already at Washington. That's been that was like the headline. Ryan Fitzpatrick having fun. And yeah. I'm like, I love this guy. Like he's coming in to win. Uh, heart of a plumber, brain of a Harvard man. That is Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's coming to just lay everybody out. I said he's probably going to build a bomb. He's going to find stuff in there to blow mm-hmm. people up. He's a genius. How can he not be good? Um, 
Ooh, a story that I'm telling myself. He might win when, like, Quentin Nelson sacrifices himself for him. Yeah. Finally, a quarterback he deems worthy. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> He's been searching his whole career for someone worth protecting. There it is. Quentin Nelson seppukus himself. I <laughs> <laughs> win this. Uh, that it was my Japanese history class coming into uh, yeah. play here. Uh, barely passed that one. But last... But certainly, certainly not least in the NFC West is DK Metcalf, uh, also a very scary human. Yeah. Probably physically the only one comparable to Devin White. Yeah. And, yeah, faster, I would think. Probably not much. Not much. I'm not saying by but, much. But, yeah, but like, hey, he took ninth out of those nine track runners. <laughs> it's true. That's pretty good. I hated that. So I also could have taken ninth. <laughs> You could have. I don't think you would have looked as impressive as he did. Probably would have been a scratch. I went to finish. You would have looked as comparatively large to the other runners as he did, just like I would have. Yes, yes. I would have looked really big next to those other runners. Yeah, they're tiny. They're built for running away from predators. And DK Metcalf's the predator. Yes, right behind them. Um, I think, man, I don't know how he couldn't be the favorite in this. I don't know. I know that. I do think it's a good pick that Devin White is underrated in terms of his physical capabilities. Yeah. I do think that DK Metcalf, the hype is real. He is the predator <laughs> out there. Um, and he's a pretty good, like, I think he would do more of the politicaling. Um, not a word, that's but a, I was going to say a word. That's a word. <laughs> yeah. Um, master. Yes. Master right here. Uh, in what? You decide. We put it on the poll. What's Jake's master's in? We will put that on the poll. Uh, yeah. Uh, our favorite type of poll questions, open answer. Um, but, uh, yep, yep. Um, but, yeah, DK Metcalf, he'd make an alliance here or there um, as people's muscle. He'd be like, oh, I'll help you out. I won't kill you till later. Mm-hmm. Joe Burrow. <laughs> so there's two things I want to do. So first, I want to talk through who we think the alliances would be. Great. And then I want us to figure out who is going to win this thing. Yeah. So to start, I will say, and you brought it up earlier, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick and Quentin Nelson are for sure aligned. Like he, Quentin Nelson's going to be like the dumb uh, muscle for Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah. For sure. I think, yeah, I think that's really good. I also think there's potential. I think this could be like the storyline is it's those two and Panay Sewell. Ooh, that would be. That's a pretty good one, though. Yeah, Quinton takes some others wing. True. And we know the two offensive linemen are not going to be going with Joe Burrow because he does not want offensive linemen. <laughs> it's true. That is very, that's been made evident in the NFL draft when he said, no, I'd rather have a receiver. I am sacrificing myself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's so true. Which leads me, so I think that trio would be really good. Yeah. Because I think Panay and Quentin would be like, why do the Pacific Rim mech fight at the beginning <laughs> of the contest when we could wait till later? Yeah. And I honestly think that, like, Ryan Fitzpatrick could make an alliance with anyone, but I feel like those two would be the ones he, like, gets drawn to right away. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that would be good. I think Joe Burrow would form an alliance with DK Metcalf and they could be like almost the, not the villains because we've got the Raiders, but like yeah. 
a good, I think they could be a good final foe for uh, the trio. I like that. Uh, Devin White, as we said, Lone Wolf. Lone Wolf for sure. And then I think Jake Kumrell, I think he's a smart guy. And I yeah. think he is like second to Ryan Fitzpatrick in terms of smarts. Yeah. But then he is looking around trying to form an alliance. And then he ends up settling for Dumb and Dumber, a.k.a. Uh, Kenny and Drake, who Josh Jacobs, who I can only assume is going to screw up in every step. Yes. Um, ooh, I can see it now, right? They team up, yeah. and then they disagree on when to get rid of Kumaro. Well, I, I just I think they're just like, they're not even understanding what the point of it is. Like, <laughs> I, what I envision them as is I envision uh, Jay Kumaro as uh, Scar, sort of, of yeah. Lion King. And Kenny and Drake and Josh Jacobs are hyenas. They That's are true. just stupid. They're kind of muscle, yeah. but they're, they're just dumb. Like they're going to screw up every little bit. Oh, I think this would be really good. I think this could this would turn into like Jake Kumro trying to reel in yes. the hounds with Joe Burrow and DK Metcalf doing like a mix of like raw talent and skill mm-hmm. with like disregard for self yes. and maliciousness, and all the while. We have the good guy team up of the trio and uh-huh. Devin White just trying to kill everyone by himself. <laughs> and honestly, he still may be the favorite for me. <laughs> he couldn't succeed. Like when the for me, I kinda like the idea that like it looks like DK Metcalf's about to like take it all, and Devin White comes in and like takes him out, but it costs him too much. And then True. we get the big sacrifice of Quentin Nelson <laughs> laying on his own sword. <laughs> Fitzpatrick's trying to tell him not to do it. Like, no, 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 no we're no. not the last two. And Devin's White, I'll take, I'll take you both out. I'll take you both out. Quentin Nelson's like, no, not this time. I have a quarterback worth protecting, and he bear hugs him <laughs> off a cliff. Yeah, I think so. I think. Kumaro's trying to get Drake and Jacobs to, like, do stuff, and they're, like, doing it. And all of a sudden, they'll have, like, that light bulb moment, like, why are we listening to you? You're Jake Kumaro. And then yeah. they, like, kill him. Oh, and you could have a really <laughs> – you'd have a really good moment where Ryan Fitzpatrick and Joe Burrow face off, and Ryan Fitzpatrick finally gets the better of a younger, more talented quarterback. Yes. <laughs> this time, I will not be replaced. <laughs> Spartans him off the cliff. And then once he wins, they give the trophy to Tua. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know what? Let's give it to the up-and-comer. Yeah. Ryan Fitzpatrick, he's doing pretty good. We like Tua better. Uh, He's not as good right now, but he's got more potential. Yeah. Like, when they think back on the Hunger Games champion, they'll know Tua taking Vailoa. Like, (laughs) not of now, but, you know, this could set him off into, you know, greater and better things. So, we got the alliances uh, set up. Who do you think is going to actually win this thing? I alluded to it. Man. It's a tough one. Yeah. Well, let's rule people out immediately. I was going to say, I think it's almost as hard to say. Who goes out first? I think... <laughs> do the Raiders, like, get themselves axed? No, I think the Raiders end up turning on Kumaro at one point. Yes, and Kumaro could do very good, yeah. but they, like, betray him. Yeah. That would be him, trying to make friends. Yes. Gets unlucky. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be good. So I think either him or Joe Burrow are out first, just because, you know, yes. Joe Burrow's going to see his other knee explode. Yeah. 
I think Panay Su will be an unlikely early elimination just because I think he'll try and take on too much. He might be the first Devin White uh, victim. victim, yeah. Yeah, because Panay will be like, I got him. Yeah. No, you don't. No, you <laughs> you do not, Panay. He's, yeah. he's behind you, like me. He's everywhere. <laughs> he's behind you. It's Jake. <laughs> um, so I think that'd be a good pick. Then from there, Joe Burrow is definitely not winning. I think he could make it further than that. Yeah. Because everyone would be like, whoa, who brought a – he was allowed to have a shotgun? That's weird. When did he get that? A saw, yeah. a chainsaw. Um, right. So I think he can make it a little further. But for me, the top contenders – man, I know that – now I'm in love with the idea of Quentin Nelson laying on his own sword. But yeah. Quentin Nelson could win the whole thing. Oh, I think he's going to be set up to win. And then yes. Yeah, yeah True. So, for the bit and the storyline, I think it makes sense that it's Ryan Fitzpatrick. Because I like the idea of somewhere along the line, Quentin Nelson takes one for the team, mm-hmm. as a lineman does. And I just can't get over the idea of, like, at some point, DK and Devin White just, like, try and see who's fastest and end up both, like, turning into <laughs> ash somewhere yeah. in the process. Like, yeah. I feel like they're going to take each other out. True. True. Yeah. There's no victor. Between the two. Or hard heel turn. It comes down to Quentin and Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh, no. He rips him in half. Oh, I thought you were going to say anything. Ryan turns on Quentin? Oh, a real tearjerker. Yeah. Oh, that's really... Like, he's been, like, baiting him this whole time. He's been marinating him. Yeah. Quentin, you're my best bud. You're my best bud. And then he convinces him to off himself. You could even do... Ooh, hear me out. This is the creative writing minor here. Okay. (laughs) Of the master. Yeah, of the master. Uh, (laughs) You set it up the whole time. Like, Quentin's thinking about turning his back. Like, he's like, I could win this. I don't really need Ryan. Panay went down. It's (laughs) like, at some point, it's going to come down to us. And you give this big tease. Like, he's going to do it. He's going to turn. He's going to rip him in half. No, he doesn't. And he turns away and it's like, whew. And then Fitzpatrick stabs him in the back. It's all this foreshadowing. He's like, if I didn't do it, he would have. But he had chosen not to. That's right. Oh. The big Harvard brain kicks in. And Fitzpatrick's like, I have to do it before he does it to me. Audience at home crying, <laughs> hating to see Ryan Fitzpatrick doing such a thing. And he did it. And to, er, to <laughs> Quentin oh, no. forgives him. As he goes down, like, it had to be someone, you did it, you deserve it, you know? And it's like, oh, I hope it was worth it. And then stabbed in the back by (laughs) Tiger Valoa, who's like, your sacrifice was for nothing. I'm the starter now. Oh, no. No, but I do think, I just like the idea. One, Ryan Fitzpatrick, I think, smartest dude in there. Oh, for sure. He can handle himself. I like the idea he's wheeling and dealing all the way to the end. Mm -hmm. I I think it's going to be a political win, for sure. Because he could go, like, there are a couple other, like, he could easily have joined the, <laughs> maybe he goes full heel, him, Devin, and DK. It would be funny <laughs> to see him, like, work on the side with Devin White a little bit. Like, yeah. everyone thinks Devin White's a, a lone wolf. wolf. Ooh. That's, that goes into the heel turn, too. Quentin Nelson sacrifices himself for Devin White, but it was oh. set up <laughs> by Ryan Fitzpatrick. Maybe. Maybe. A gift is sent in of Devin White's favorite weapon, whatever that is. Uh, who knows? But uh, yeah. that's sent in, and it turns out to be sent in by Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ryan Fitzpatrick has a cell phone in there. 
Yes. He's doing all the voting. He snuck it in. Yeah, he makes one out of copper True. wire. Yeah, True. yeah, yeah. I like this. But, yeah, at the end of the day, I think Fitzpatrick's going to be our first Hunger Game winner. We'll have to do it again next year. Yeah, next year. Every year. And we may throw him back in. Who knows? He it's may true. have to defend his title. Yeah. We'll see how this year My goes. money, Alex Smith. <laughs> we should be He's a survivor, man. He's a survivor. He's scrappy. That's right. <laughs> Big brain. That's right. Oh, uh, man. I like this. And, Jake, there's one last thing I want to end on here. Yes. Right before you came, I watched Iron Man 3. Here we go, baby. Okay. So everyone, including you, has been like, worst one. Yeah. Like, this is for sure the worst one. Trevor was like, I didn't even remember they made an Iron Man 3. And then all of a sudden he's like, oh, no. Yeah, that's bad. And if I'm criticizing it, then it's bad. And I watched it. And... I think it's probably the worst of the three. Yeah. But I thought it was I was thoroughly entertained. I liked it too. I, I think like it's the worst it. of the three, but I liked it. I think it might I don't think it's much two. worse than two. No. That's fair. I think Downey is able to do more in two, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's okay, that's gonna be my biggest criticism. Like giving him like these PTSD. Like, anxiety attack. Like, that goes against the character, which I don't like. Yeah. Yes. Um, And I think that's a substitution. In the comics, his big thing, and they play with this in the movies later, too. His big thing is that, like, he's a struggling alcoholic. Sure. And so, like, he has that very common dynamic of, like, seen as this leader, smartest person in the room, is, like, his own worst enemy Mm -hmm. in terms of, like, his addictions. So I kind of like that PTSD. And honestly, I like what they do with it more in the future movies because it like informs some of the decisions he makes. It seems like he's the only one thinking about like, because he saw those aliens on the other side, he's like, we need to be more drastic. Like we need to get on the offensive. Yeah. We can't just wait for everything to come to the planet and kill a city before we do stuff. So I like what they do with it later. Um, I would say, right. The big downfall of the movie, not that two has a great villain, by any means, but it's simple enough that like Sam Rockwell and Mickey Rourke do it very well. Mm-hmm. And I think three tries to get really tricky. I kind of liked it. I'm not going to lie. I really wanted Ben Kingsley to be the man. I think that's the only reason why I was bummed. You, you wanted what? Ben Kingsley to be like the Mandarin, the Mandarin, the guy, the actor. Okay. Yeah. That's why before, Spoilers. before I found out that it was an actor. Yes. And it, I, Okay, it, let's just I'll start with this. Before I found out it was an actor, I'm like, this is the best villain they've ever had in yes, Marvel. Yes, that's all I'm saying. Is he was so good that I just wanted it to be him. It was it was like legitimately like war threat real, and yeah. that was cool. Yeah, and then they Disney fight him. <laughs> like it's an actor. He's got a stupid accent. Yeah, it's, yeah, that was bad. Like I knew watching because they did the same superhero Marvel yeah. recipe where. The bad guy meets with, you know, them. Like, yeah. you knew, like, as soon as there was a meeting, I'm like, oh, 
that's the bad guy. Like, yes. If they didn't do that, I would have been more guessing. But I figured he was, like, working under this guy. I didn't guess yeah. that right away. That's the thing. Like, I think they set it up well for him to be an underling. His motivations were good. He just didn't seem like the final boss. That's right. the only thing. They gave him a power-up and everything so yeah. that he could... Now, look, he explodes. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I did, like, I loved the whole... I really liked a lot of the action in it. I loved calling in all the suits. That was super cool and stuff. And I think showed how, like, prepared he was. Yes. The suit thing was like, okay, he was prepared. But why didn't that happen earlier in the movie? Yeah. That was the only weird thing. Because he was taken off back. He was surprised. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, that's a good question. Yeah. What I wanted them to do, this is really nitpicky, but I would have loved if he was just an underling, like you said. There was a, they play it a little bit in the movie where they like go back to the actor guy a little bit. I wanted it to be a double swerve where yeah. he was actually the guy in charge and he was like acting to be an actor. That's like what I wanted was like he could be Yeah. Where it's like it was actually him and like there's finally a villain that they don't kill off yeah. in the movie, which happens later. It takes them a while. But like that's their one big thing is I think they do a good job of building up villains and then they kill them. Right away, yeah. <laughs> so like I agree. I think that's my one complaint is they do such a good job of setting him up. Yeah. They and did. then and it's so funny. <laughs> when they tear it away don't get me yeah. wrong really it's just, I think it might be the funniest Iron Man it's the one I remember the jokes for the most there were really like side comments from yes. like Stark that was very funny yeah like waiting for his gloves to come in that was that like was a good. really consistent bit that was good yeah. Um, but yeah that's the one thing because he's such a good villain that it made the other guy seem like a lackey <laughs> yes yeah, he yeah. Was, yeah, he sucks. Don't get me wrong. As someone who's read the comics, Mandarin in the comics is a wizard. And so I'm not sure you, like, want to get... Yeah, he's got some weird... Yeah, with, like, rings that give him powers. It's all... Which, so Thanos kind of does that later. Mm-hmm. It's a weird thing. So... But they do magic with Doctor Strange. So it's not like they couldn't have done it, you know? So yeah. I think they made the decision, like... I like the idea that he's just, like, a powerful warlord with like powers but I don't know why you had to do the rug pulling of like it's mm-hmm. not him <laughs> right yeah so I get the decision I think they were like well let's not have the Mandarin be the Mandarin but I think they could have still like had him do that and it would have been fine if he was just pulling the strings from behind the scenes he didn't have to be mm-hmm. the big boss fight like I think they wanted a villain that Tony could hit yeah <laughs> yeah I, I, the more I think about it, I think I might have actually enjoyed this one more than the second one. I think so, too, now that I'm thinking back on it. For the most part. I think, like, the PTSD thing, I didn't like it. Yeah. I get it. I yeah. wish he would have, like, overcame that at some point. Not that you could just overcome yes. PTSD. I understand <laughs> might that. Might be the point. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get it. But, yeah, I didn't like that. And I think the bad parts of this movie were worse than any of the other three. For sure. For and sure. that's what brought it down. But... Yeah. Uh, I think it was more clever than the second one for sure. Yeah. I will say two's biggest downfalls, they almost make Tony unlikable for parts of it. Yeah. Which is like when you have the most likable character ever, yeah, why would you do it? That, stop yeah. doing that. Like just because you want to root for him. So it works by the end of the movie when he like gets his shit together. Right. But at the same time, it's like, stop, <laughs> stop being such a dick bag. I'm still rooting for you over your best friend, even though your best friend's done nothing wrong. Yes. I agree with that. Yeah, but good. So you liked it. 
I like, yeah, for sure liked it. For sure. And it was a good length. It was like two hours. Like, perfect. I, yeah. I don't think I'd want to watch more than that. What are you getting into next? What's next for I the don't, movies? I don't know. I, that's what I should ask you about. So I've watched probably the Captain America 2, right? And Thor 2? <sighs> yes, if you're going to rewatch those. Because you've seen yeah. parts of them, right? I've watched the full movies. Blur. So, you know. Yeah, I think, yeah, that's got to be next because, unfortunately for you, uh, especially, even Thor 2, but especially Captain America 2, there's a lot of plot lines in there that go places. Okay. So, it's a must-watch. I don't think you'll like it very much. I remember a guy's name is Bucky. Yeah. Was he in the first one? Yes. Friend. Died in the chasm. Like, fell to the death. <laughs> don't remember it. All right, that's fine. <laughs> it's, you know what? They'll, they'll touch on it. So. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. Um, but you know what they should do before every Marvel movie? There should be, like, a <laughs> recap. Like, a one-minute recap of, like, what we need to know to this point. Because I missed a lot. That is really good point. They just expect people to go watch their movies again. Yeah. There's right. so many of them. There's a lot. Yeah. Thor 2, I think you might like... Um, because Thor is likable. It's nowhere near. It's hard. I'm not going to set you up for failure because it's hard because Thor Ragnarok, which will come eventually, which is basically Thor 3, is so good. Okay. And it's almost aggravating when you watch like Thor 2 of like, this could have been so much funnier mm-hmm. if you had just decided to do that. But still pretty good. I think Loki is like really likable in Thor 2. That's what I remember okay. of it mostly is that I really like Loki in it. Um, but yeah, you should like them okay. But then I think, in my opinion, you're in the ones that I think you're going to really start liking. Guardians okay. of the Galaxy. I think you'll like the second Avengers movie more because you really like Iron Man. Yeah. What's going on? Okay, so like I've, you know, I'm on Disney Plus watching it so I yes. can see some of the other titles. <laughs> There's an Iron Man and Captain America movie. What's going on with that? Yes. That's the Civil War movie, right? Um, like I'll bring it up really quick. Maybe yeah. I didn't. Th- I didn't think it was so. Is it Avengers Civil War? No, that's it's technically Captain America Civil War, but it's like Iron Man, Captain America. Yeah, that's like the one I'm thinking of. There's probably some audience right now be like, "You're missing." Oh, dude, that's like an animated movie. Oh, Heroes United. Okay. <laughs> Can I skip that one? Yes, you so can skip that one. That's Civil War, that's part of it. And that's technically, like, I think they kind of bill it as, like, uh, Captain America 3. I'm pumped for that. Just, like, now that I'm actually, like, looking at what the title is and thinking what this actually is. So the Avengers are going to fight each other, and it's fucking Iron Man versus that douchebag? Yeah. I'm pumped for that. I'm... It'll be good. I'm trying to think of how to talk about it without... Good. I'm glad you're pumped for it. How, lo- how long down the line is that? Like, I'm, I'm okay with, like, getting there... I, Oh, it's the journey. It's past Avengers 2. Okay. And it's like right past Avengers 2. It's basically an Avengers, but not really. Yeah. Once you get to Avengers 2 and on, they all kind of just show up in each other's movies, at least somewhat. But that one is, it really feels like Avengers, yeah, 3. Civil War does. Um, My one, that's an animated show, (laughs) uh, Superhero Squad show, which was good. I liked it growing up. But... um, I will say that the Civil War movie, if you have the same problem with it I did, I tend to feel like they really try and at points make it seem like Captain America is the good guy in it rather than just letting you pick a side. That annoyed me a little bit just because I was so clearly (laughs) 
I'm team Iron Man. Yeah. Like, he's totally in the right. So that's the one part that I'm wondering how you'll feel about it when you get there. But, as yeah. Chris Porter said, Captain America. He's a good man. He's a good... <laughs> he enunciates it so hard. A good man. <laughs> he somehow hits both O's in the good. <laughs> yes, he does. He's getting married. Chris Porter. I think he got married this weekend, but... Yeah. Like... He's getting married. Recording, he's already married. Okay, well, I was just giving the audience. Text him sometime. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I did for the show. Congrats. You're a bastard. Chris is married. <laughs> you know, it's hard to say. You know, things are going on. Things, things are happening. Flurry Sports. Hey, look at us go. That's right. <laughs> That's about it. But it's a good way to. That should have ended the show right on that. Flurry Sports. <laughs> Hit the outro. Okay. Uh, but yeah, Jake, good to have you back yeah. on the show and in person. Uh, I think our chemistry is booming, as Jack. you can tell from this outro. Jack, as you called me earlier. Jack. <laughs> right after saying our chemistry is good. Yeah, let yeah. us know how you like the show. I think I would be surprised for me, this show feel like it flew. I think being in yeah. person made it go a lot quicker. Mm-hmm. And let me know how the sound drops sound because those will all be post added because we found out in the middle that there is a mistake. Uh, yeah, that's stupid. But yeah, yeah. Let us know how those sounded. Yes. Or if I remember to do it. It's going to be another one of those like poll things. Oh, and since we didn't have many poll questions, can I ask a selfish poll question? Because I'm sure. curious. Yeah. Uh, is the new uh, 21 Pilots album good? Because I'm confused. I don't... (laughs) Is it brand new? Brand new. Brand new, brand new. And they go for a band that's so, like, melancholy a lot of the time. It's funky. It's really upbeat. And I, like, can't... But it's, like, really catchy. It's just not, like, super 21 Pilots to me. Right. But I like it. So I want to know, like, what the consensus is out there. Is it good? Is it good? (laughs) Tell me what I think. (laughs) For Jake's opinion, please. Yes, that's what I need. Let us know what you thought of the show, what you thought of the sound bites, and, of course, 21 Pilots. Yes, of course. As always, 21 Pilots. As always. We should do a thing at the end of the show where we're, like, we ask about a band every time. Sure. So this one's 21 Pilots. We'll get a good one next time. Yeah, the next one will have something to do with 22. <laughs> we'll pick a number every time. Taylor Swift, get ready. Hey, I'm feeling 22. Uh, but yeah, bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.